0: big red bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's
1: Red FM
2: Good evening, folks. Glad you could join us on the big red bench on this uh, Sunday evening. Plenty of sport to get through over the next hour. We'll have a big preview of the Senior Football Championship uh, round one, which gets underway next week. We'll be hearing from the Bars, Castlehaven, Nemo Rangers, Fermoy, Clyde, Clyde Rovers, excuse me, and Dohaneys over the next hour. We'll be previewing the big derby tomorrow at the Turner's Cross, Cork Co. and Ramblers going head to head in the EA Sports Cup. We'll speak to both managers a little bit later on. We're going to hear from the Cage Legacy Featherweight Champion. At Pal Lehan about his career in MMA so far and his plans of turning pro in the future. And we'll preview the next episode of the Joanna Reardon podcast with Neave McCarthy. That's all to come on the Big Red Bench between now and 7 o'clock, right here on CorexRL FM. though there's been a goal at Anfield for more on and we go to a heartbroken Ciarán O'Regan
3: no I don't are you ok buddy can I talk about it do you know what now yourself and those that's uh League of Ireland manager that you're texting can flip off um, <laughs> there's 15 minutes left plenty of time to uh get a, another goal
2: there for the pool, you know. So what was happening? The pool were winning and now the pool are not winning. Is that is that correct?
3: Uh, I've never, ever seen you celebrate so much. Not even after your own team, which I don't even know <laughs> if you have a team anymore. It's just every team but Liverpool. Um, when,
2: when Spurs scored... Um, yeah, well, I am just doing this to wind you up and it's quite obviously working because it's like really <laughs> under your skin. You can see like... The anger building up behind your eyes until the point you're going to like you know flip out and just like throw your headphones at <laughs> the microphone and throw them out.
3: Well, I could just press this button and turn you <laughs> off, but I would I won't do that. I won't do that. Um, yeah, sure, look, they've uh, they've uh, they've got a goal back. I'm not sure what <laughs> what can be said about that. Mora um, scoring after 17 minutes. Um, Henderson having a, a bad play there recently as well silly foul and running away from the ball and the foul after committing it but uh, Bobby Firmino um, putting Liverpool ahead after 16 minutes um, I did think they went 2-0 up at one stage but it was... This me. was
2: hilarious because all I heard was 2-0 and it was Kieran watching a replay of the first goal
3: <laughs> Yeah I, m- I missed the context of the, the whole replay <laughs> Um Second half has just starting, but yeah, so look, we li- a- live, that, live no, in
2: hope. That made my day now, I have to say.
3: <laughs> we live in hope, there's 14 minutes left and Liverpool are going to get the
2: winner. They have to win here, don't they, realistically?
3: They have to, uh, have they, to. Yeah, they have to, sure. The pressure on the, Man City. Uh, Looking at the table, well I suppose they're level on points now on the table, but uh, Man City have a eight goal, uh, goal difference, which is obviously huge. With How many games left, five or six? Uh, six uh, for uh, Liverpool after this. So, um, yeah, it's a massive game that uh, Liverpool really need to win uh, earlier on. Chelsea, they uh, defeated Cardiff 2 1. Lots of controversy over the second goal, um, that it shouldn't have been a goal. Yeah, we we'll get the full time report from Sam Fleeting. Tell us what happened.
2: Cardiff boss Neil Warnock called this latest defeat soul-destroying. Against a toothless Chelsea, his side led until the 84th minute when Azpilicueta headed home, despite being at least a yard offside. Camarassa had given the Bluebirds the lead, and arguably they could also have had two penalties. The visitors then grabbed an injury-time winner through Loftus-Cheek. It all leaves Cardiff five points for safety, while Chelsea remain in the hunt for the top four, although their manager Maurizio
4: Sarri knows he has much to do to win over his own fans. Cardiff won, Chelsea Two.
2: yeah that goal was there was two of them about two yards outside yeah it's uh, funny there's lots of pictures
3: of Neil Warnock just working.
2: staring at the referees just standing there and staring at them I
3: don't um, know what was trying
2: to achieve but
3: he, well, he's come out with some he's probably going to get fined for that mm-hmm. now as well um, what he said about the officials it's the best league in the world but it doesn't mm-hmm. have the
2: best officials in the world yeah he's looking for VAR
0: to come in um, if you can't see offside from across with a flag It's not even close We work three weeks for this When we get let down by decisions Morrison could quite easily have had a penalty in the first half We thought he could have quite easily had a penalty in the second half We thought it could have been a red card We thought Kenzo was getting to the ball first Not happy there, man is Arneel
3: Pet peeve okay. Team saying oh we've trained so
2: long for this Yeah that's referees, referees train as well Do you? I'd yes. just turn up and stand in the centre circle no. and get like you know whatever hundreds of quid you get. Well, we certainly do. Not. <laughs> I, can
3: assure, I can assure you that uh, very much we do not get that. Um, we train as well. Wouldn't have passed fitness test if you don't have to train. Um, but anyway, yes. Yeah, sorry, that's just a, a pet peeve. But uh, yeah, not a very happy Neil Warnock there. Um, but I suppose it, that's hugely cost costly for them down uh, towards yeah. the bottom of the table.
2: Um, 'Cause after that now they are they're struggling a little bit. I mean like they're in the relegation zone. They're five points off Burnley, although they do have a game mm-hmm. in hand. Uh, they're on twenty eight points. Run of games, Eric Cardiff, yeah. That would've been a huge, huge result in their 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 bit of step. Would have been massive, yeah.
3: Uh, elsewhere Celtic have gone thirteen points clear to the top of the Scottish premiership table after beating Glasgow rivals two one at Parkhead this afternoon. Um a lot of lads getting very friendly after that game. Um,
2: I love the euphemisms jerseys getting to know each other (laughs) getting to know each other
3: that's all Uh, jerseys ripped they were just testing the the tightness and the jerseys Um, uh, I did see one or two players go off with blood come in from their faces, yeah, but I didn't and, uh, see what actually
2: happened there. Yeah, Scott Brown took a dig as well at some point, it was uh, a standard all-firm derby.
3: Yeah, um, in Gaelic games, Mayo, they've won the Alliance National League Division 1 football final, they've defeated Kerry three eleven to 2 so that's a good first win for uh, James Horner's his first year back as manager of Mayo. Um, they had gone a long number of years as well without uh, titles. So, good game as well. Yeah, good game. Um, Mayo had a player sent off as well uh, towards the end, as did Kerry with the the last play as well, I think. But um, yeah, a very entertaining game. In fairness, uh, earlier on, before that, Limerick followed up their All Ireland successful victory in the hurling,
2: and they were hugely impressive today, has to be said. That
3: flick, oh, the goal! Wow, it From was Ireland
2: it was incredible it was fantastic Yeah, they beat Watford 124 to 19 points saw someone on Twitter suggest that there were to Jimmy Barry Murphy back in 1983 slightly before our time but um, we'll take the word
3: but it. just to guide it because the, the ball came in at an angle and it's just it's just
2: a nonchalance so maybe the keeper could have done bit better but it was just it was it was exquisite and I'm glad I saw that goal the best goal I saw today
3: it was uh, a pretty good goal um, but yeah fantastic for uh, Limerick which after following on from the, the All-Ireland um, in the Camogie Galway have defeated Kilkenny, 16 points to 2-8 in the, the Camogie Division 1 final, um, so there'll be another contender for the All-Ireland maybe this year uh, into the, the scene. Rather
2: than the just... duopoly, I suppose, to Cork and Kilkenny every year.
3: Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Galway and uh, Cork's group as well in the, the Championship, so that could prove uh, interesting as the Championship goes on. Elsewhere in the Red FM Division 1 league, Killa and Ballymartle played what looked like um, they very entertaining. <laughs> high-scoring draw. Game. Yeah, four thirteen to 25 points there um, in Killa. Uh, elsewhere, Bright Rovers had a good win over Ballonhasek, two goals to eight, and uh, Zone and Ballyhay have just gone full-time, and Zone have sneaked the win, 17 points to 15. Ballyhay led for uh, all of that game. So um, that opens up the league a small, but those four teams joined at the top uh, of the league. With the new point structure and everything, it's uh, opened it up a good bit. Mm-hmm. Um but that no means belly have a loss. So uh, yeah, it just opens it up uh, very much. So in the table, um, elsewhere in rugby, Toulouse have beaten Racing ninety two. Massive uh that's a huge there. Well, yeah. So that sets them up for a semi final with Leinster
2: in the next few weeks. Leinster as well. will be at home for that one as well. Yeah. so
3: in golf, then, uh, it's all square between Kevin Kisner and Francesco Wallinari after nine holes in the semifinals of the WGC match play in Texas. It's also level, meanwhile, well after seven holes between Matt Kutcher and uh, Lucas Biergaard. Roy McIlroy obviously bowing out of that yesterday. In Formula 1 action is uh, underway in the Formula 1 Bahrain Grand Prix. Uh, over there and in basketball a big day for uh, core clubs in the WNLC Champions Trophy. Uh, Disappointment for Singleton Super Valley Brunel earlier on today. They lost out to Courtyard, Liffey, Celtic, 71-69. But Father Matthews uh, defeated D.C. Mercy, 57-39. In the Men's Division One League Cup quarterfinal, Balling Colleague defeated Port Leash Panthers, 93-63. So a good uh, few weeks, actually, for Balling They're going very well. Mm,
2: certainly so. so. Just sorry. a result from that, Bahrain Grand Prix as well. Lewis Hamilton um, winning, and uh, Valtteri Bottas making the Mercedes 1-2. Charles Leclerc for Ferrari in third. And uh, 82 minutes gone on the clock, at Anfield. Liverpool 1, Tottenham moment can be posted on that one alright the game tomorrow night though Cork City Cove Ramblers in the EA Sports Cup the local derby uh, going head to head at Turner's Cross should be a cracking game as all games uh, between the two rivals
0: i have been speaking to both managers going to hear first from John Caulfield we're disappointed obviously um, we know we didn't play as well as we, we could have and that was I think the most disappointing thing uh, and uh, certainly the goal could have been prevented but you know it's gone we have a huge match um tomorrow in the league Cup against Cove obviously we've rovers at home on Friday so it's a big week for us Have you had a chat with the lads about kind of bouncing back and kind of going up with a positive attitude tomorrow Absolutely well I think um you know, tomorrow we'll make a lot of changes. Um, over the last number of years, we've used the League Cup for game time for a lot of the players. Haven't started, and we intend to do that again tomorrow um, because it is a hard turnaround. And you know, you get back from Dundalk at three thirty in the morning. You're you're in yesterday. You're in today, and um, you know, recovery time is short. So um, we'll freshen things up tomorrow, and um, and then Tuesday we we'll pre- we we'll prepare for overs. What I expect them from Ramblers? They've had a kind of an inconsistent start to their season. Yeah, but I think the, the, the big thing for Ram, ramblers to be fair to them, you know they love looking forward to games against ourselves. You know, a stair cup final in lots of ways, and in the league cup last year they did they did really well. So you know I expect them to go at, at full strength and uh, you know have a right opportunity to to, to create a shock and you know there are lots of um, you know city connections there with Stu, Stuart Ashton who who did phenomenally well with us here under age, and you have um, obviously a host of players, Ian Turner. Jane O'Connor, Denzel Fernandez, Kevin Taylor, a lot of fellows came through are underage, Ian Gilton and so um Charlie Lyons who's who's down there on loan, training us every day here. So there's lots of connections. So um, you know, we know they'll be up for it. It'll be uh, you know, a big cup final for them. Most important thing for us is and for the new players coming playing tomorrow night is that um you know, we we we're at it from the very start and we give a good performance and uh, you know you know the way it is for us. It's a competition that we we have never won. Um, we haven't progressed that far over the last number of years. We've used it for game time, but um, you know certainly, uh, you know we intend to go out and uh, try and win the match tomorrow night. Ramblers getting to the
2: final last year. You know Hendo's going to have them fired up. Is it the case just kind of sitting back for ten minutes and kind of kind of letting
0: the. The excitement, I suppose, is the first time this get out of the way. Yeah, well, I think it'll be it'll be a classic game of of um, I think Lower Ambers will play on the counter attack and they'll, they'll 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 try and hit us that way, and we need to be patient and move the ball quicker, quick quickly and and, and pass well, and obviously create chances. So, um, but there are a lot of the lads this morning are looking forward to the game. You know, a lot of them were on the bench the other night. Some are coming back. Um, who aren't he who didn't even travel, the likes of Gary Boylan coming back in it's great to have him back. So from that point of view a lot of them looking forward to it and um you know we need, we need a strong performance because it will be a very competitive game and it'll be um you know, we played them in the Munster Senior Cup a few weeks ago. Conditions were horrendous, but it was very competitive and uh, it was a hard physical game and you know, I expect uh, a lot of that tomorrow night. Any update on Colm Horrigan from Friday night? Uh, at the moment um still still delicate and tender his 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 calf. Certainly he'll miss um two or three weeks um, we hope it wouldn't be longer than that but um, he's getting an x-ray tomorrow and we'll, 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 have a, we'll have a better update on that then you said Gary Comerford was complaining of tightness at half time is he ok for tomorrow either? yeah we'll, we'll just have to wait and see um, he's desperate to play obviously and uh, um, you know, so we're going to give him till tomorrow He's doing, he did a light session yesterday and um, you know, I'd be hopeful that he, he would be ok
2: and we'll talk about Shamrock Rovers later in the week, I guess. But, I mean, I like, guess tomorrow's game something you could do without with that massive game on the
0: horizon. Well, I think, as I said all along, um, ideally you want Friday-to-Friday Friday games to give you a chance to prepare, lads to recover. Um, and I suppose having tomorrow's match, you know, it is awkward because we know uh, Cove are going to be well up for them and, and uh, they've a lot of good players. And, as I said, it's a real cup final for them. So, and, and for us, you know, you know, getting back you prefer a week going into the Rovers match but look at you just have to deal with it the good thing about it is that we have a decent squad um, our numbers are up around 21-22 so from that point of view we have a few injuries which is unfortunate but we have lots of fellas who uh, will play tomorrow night that should be fresh so there certainly wouldn't be any excuses from our side. I mean, the schedule you have in April six or seven games then I mean, Krasmanek like everyone's going to get run out at some stage absolutely that's the key thing you know you end up um, from the week after next and you're playing three games a week for for, for, for basically three and a half weeks. So. Every Everyone is needed um, and you, like that you will pick up injuries, you will pick up suspensions and you need to r- rotate. You'll pick up guys fatigue as well so it is important that you have all your guys as, as sharp as you can because um, it'll be a crucial three and a half weeks then.
2: That's correct. Today, boss, John Caulfield, head of tomorrow's EA Sports Cup clash. Liverpool 1 Tottenham 1 is how it stands. 87 minutes uh, on the clock and a very nervy atmosphere around Anfield at the moment. Um, so we'll get you up to date on that one in just a few minutes time we're going to hear from uh, Stephen Henderson now uh, ahead of tomorrow's Big Cork Derby which we're calling El Classic Cork co Ramblers manager Stephen Henderson joining us on the line before uh, tomorrow night's clash with uh, Cork City in the EA Sports Cup watching a cracking local derby first off Stephen um, disappointment on Friday night and you, you kind of posted afterwards on social media to say that you're inconsistent but you'll get to the bottom of it
5: well, we're trying to get to the bottom of it. You know, it's our away form that uh, it's really very frustrating. You know what I mean? Uh, honestly, um, we didn't start well against Bray in the first half and we went in at 1-0. Played better in the second half. But, you know, when when we go from the highs of how we played against Schell, uh, I suppose what we have to sit down as a group, warrior is find out a way of picking up results away from home. Uh, so that's what we have to sit down and, and figure out. What are we doing wrong away from home that we're not picking up the points? Uh, you know, uh it's our way playing at home and, and we're nice and aggressive and we do everything properly, but obviously away from home we have to fit, come up with a solution and we'll be working on that uh over the next few days and weeks.
2: I'd imagine everyone though kinda of buzzing uh, at facing courts in Cross crossing the League Cup tomorrow.
5: Yeah, we're looking forward to it because we always like to be tested. You know what I mean? It'll be a great test against one of clearly one of the best teams in the country. Uh, you know, they've been phenomenal over the last few years. So, uh, you know, it's a great it's a great um Measure of our players to see how far we we can. They have to kind of raise themselves uh, to play at the at the highest level. So uh, yeah, it's going to be a local derby, thank God, and it's more, more importantly, it's going to be a competitive one, not just an all friendly. You know, so it'll be a competitive one. So uh, you know, I, I just want the players to go out and really enjoy themselves and and, and make a, a spectacle. You know, let's go out and let's let's do ourselves proud. Uh, don't give loads of respect, but you know, don't give any fear. Just go out and enjoy yourselves. Do your jobs. Uh, win your individual battles as much as you can, and if someone's struggle help them out And if we can do that, well, then we give Cork a game, and that's that's more or less what we're going up there for, just to try and, and do ourselves proud.
2: And you obviously don't have to remind your players how far you got in this competition last season, but you'll just be saying to the lads, "There's no reason why we can't get to that stage again."
5: Well, there is no reason, you know. But what I keep saying to the lads, is, to the lads, Rory, it's, it's it's very much about attitude. Football is very much more about mental than, than physical and, t- and technical. Uh, you know, it's about a mindset. And you know that's something that we have to to look at within our own group. How come you know I'm lying about this away stuff, uh, you know, and then how we can play so well one week and then you know not reach the set standards? So that that's a mindset. So we have to figure out that mindset, and it's the same in cup competitions. And and when you play uh, uh, full time professional outfits and top teams like Cork City, it's a mindset. So we don't go out here to kind of sit back and and try and keep the score down. We have to go out there and believe in ourselves. Let's let's kind of give them a good game of football and see if we can actually win this thing. Mm. Uh, you know, because people didn't expect us to to get to the final last year. Obviously, we played them dark. You know, you know, we beat them dark, which was a fantastic achievement, though, our boys. So, so that's in it. That's in us. Mm. So let's go out. Let's enjoy it. Let's make ourselves proud. But at the same time, see if we can win this. You know, don't roll over
2: spoke to John Caulfield earlier on today and he said he'd be making a number of changes while we're playing Friday, Monday, Friday. Is that a situation you'll be in tomorrow that you'll be changing the, changing things around a bit from Friday's game?
5: Well, not really because like we've picked up a lot of injuries and, um, you know, like Ben O'Riordan, who was magnificent against Shouts, you know, we, we missed him badly against Bray because it upset the balance in the back four. So we've been struggling a little bit for, you know, mm. when, when Ben was out, so... Uh, you know, we, ha- we only have a small squad of around 21, 22 players. So, uh, you know, we're be strong because uh, all, the, all the players that we have available will be in that squad. And, uh, you know, obviously there's one or two players who are knocking on the door, especially after what happened Friday. Uh, you know, there was a couple of lads probably didn't see they'd done themselves justice. And uh, the boys sitting on the bench will say, look, uh, I fancy that. So we give them an opportunity to say, OK, you fancy it. Can you take it? So let's see how they get on.
2: All right, Stephen, thanks for the best luck luck our night
5: thank you very much
2: my friend yeah it's going to be a good game to turn Cross tomorrow night Cork and coverameters in the EA Sports Cup Ciarán uh, O'Regan is a lot happier now Ciarán can you explain why
3: well I'll tell you
2: tomorrow might be an incredible
3: game but this has been an incredible game Liverpool 2-1 up Mohamed
2: Dalla's header Incredible The game is kind of pushing it slightly Uh, nah
3: no 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 Um, Salah's header trickle over the line but it came off the shin of Toby Alderweireld and you know not in more sweet
2: yeah an own goal Um, yeah Liverpool's name is on the trophy to be perfectly honest you see a goal like that going in and you're like yeah that's the luck with them two minutes left to play Uh, four minutes to be added on they're into the uh, 93rd minute now just going into that Um, so it looks like Liverpool will be going back top of the table after an unconvincing win over Tottenham but there is still two minutes left
3: well at least
2: one of us can celebrate now again anyway Roar alright we're going to talk Gaelic games and the senior football championship has launched during the week the championship of course has already started with the colleges and divisions but the first round proper gets underway next weekend uh, St. Finbar is the current county champions and uh, they want to get their hands back on the title after a very very long wait last time out Kieran, caught up with the manager of the Bears
6: yeah um, look I suppose it's been a, kind of a mixed start to the year um, we had a couple of uh, kind of mixed league performances early in the year and look that definitely was a hangover effect from last year uh, but I think look, we had a good solid performance against Nemo that you would be happy, happy with you know, you're not reading too much into it you know uh, but I thought look, there were signs of kind of uh, us getting our act together you know we have a couple of games this week um, not sure about the situation with the Cork players and stuff so it'll be you know that could be that could be very hit or miss like you know so um, but yeah I'm happy enough for the way things are going so far
3: um, Championship as good as days away now at this stage um, you're happy enough with, with preparations or the, the lads as like well you mentioned you haven't had the, the Cork lads really uh, you'll have them back for for Clyde I imagine
6: but how, how's all that been going and training and that yeah look like we, we've we've trained very well. Look, and like I suppose for the Bears, it's very congested. You know, like you have the hurling, yeah. you know, so it's one week hurling, one week football, and you know, you're always kind of jostling for position and stuff. And it's um, and it's difficult, you know. Look, the hurlers had a couple of good wins over the last couple of weeks. and I think that all kind of feeds into what the club is doing, you know. So, um, but it just makes your preparation that bit harder, you know. Uh, like in terms of tactical stuff, it's very hard to implement anything, you know. And there's been a, you know, there's really kind of fixture congestion at the start of the year, um, which probably it doesn't help either coach to prepare properly you know but look and I'm only look you know our setup is good uh, we've trained well you know so look you, you, you know you kind of hope for the best the yeah. um, part
3: uh, departed the scene after last year's win um, well
6: after a bit after the county championship win um, you new coaching now how's that been going oh really look really good you know look, so I suppose look, myself and Jim have been involved in doing most of the coaching you know uh, look you've Eric Barrett and Ian Keeler in the background as well you know so look we've good Uh, kind of a hands-on crew there like you know so everybody's uh, offering their own ideas on what we should be doing and it you know I suppose we'll find out in two weeks time how well our preparations have gone you know but uh, so far so good from, from that end you know
3: um, is, does that, obviously it freshens things up a small bit Ray was there I think three or four years um, and you have a new person coming in well new, maybe his ideas coming in now and it's a bit fresh Clyde there, the same they have a new coach in a man who's managed Avenue for a few years and, and Killavullen as well so on the sideline it'll be intriguing battle because there's two new not full managements
6: but there's new members in the management there you anyway, on both sides. Yeah, look, I suppose. Look, it, it's probably a good thing for the Bears, you know, maybe just to freshen it up a small bit as well, especially after winning last year. You know, look, I, I suppose you're kind of in a situation where Ray either stayed on uh, and drove it on a bit more, you know. But I suppose, look, sometimes the change is good, you know, in terms of just bringing something different. And look, hopefully that's that's what my, that's what uh, myself and the backroom team are going to bring uh, to it this year, you know. So hopefully it'll pay dividends for us. And uh, just last, I suppose, any new members into the- the panel this year, and he dropped off after last year. Well, I suppose look, we we have a few look, we have a few injuries. I suppose from last year, you know, Killian, myers Murray, and Michael Shields, obviously, kind of two standout guys. You know, but we've kind of a few niggling background injuries as well. You know, that have kind of taken a bit of a toll. You know, and that's probably just a reflection of the, the mileage the team have put up over the last couple of years. You know, so um, so probably not as as strong as you'd like to be. You know, but look, there is there is decent depth in the in the panel. There, like so, hopefully, it'll give uh, other players an opportunity to are made of yeah, and, and lastly um,
3: this year only the first round of the championship has been drawn other years it would have been second round and I'm not saying the Bears or any other club would ever look towards the, the second round but there's a bit of more impetus that you know, you have to, to win this there's no like you could get anybody you could get anyone on the next round maybe well you could get them in the round three anyway but uh, you want to avoid
6: that so you want to obviously get a better draw by winning yeah look absolutely look I, I suppose one of the key things is look you, you you don't want to have the uncertainty of you know so like if you lose against Clyde which look I'm not reading any you know not, not making any predictions like but you know look like if you were to lose to Clyde uh, you know in, on, on the 6th it just adds a massive amount of uncertainty you know especially with the hurling as well you know like it's the last it's kind of the last thing you want really in terms of having an uncertain summer in terms of fixtures and what you love your card players or what you know so it just Look, for both ourselves and Clyde, look to what you want to do is when you're first rowing, and then you can kind of forget about it till the end of the summer, do you know. Um, but you know that might be what you thinking of over of our parts, like, yeah. you know. So somebody's somebody's got to be put to the sword, you know. So, but yeah, look, it would be great if we if we get over Clyde, it'd be fantastic. Then you know you can kind of start doing some serious preparation towards the the business end of the season. You just don't want to get involved, in and you know I look it undermines your confidence as well. Look, if you're beating that early on in the year, you're kind of doubting yourself and you know what you've been doing, you know. So.
2: That's Paul O'Keefe, manager of St. Finbars looking ahead to their uh, senior football championship opener against Clyder Rovers in Parkier next Saturday evening. at uh, Quarter to six start. It's all over at Anfield. And elated Kieran Regan can tell us what happened.
3: Yeah, just a, a great goal there at the end. Uh, an OG by Toby Alderwald to coming off a, a hitter from uh, Mohamed Salah. So a fantastic uh, point, Three points, but... Maybe Liverpool are just uh, getting over the line lately. Very 20, nervy atmosphere at Anfield today. Actually, oh, I've just seen the goal. Oh, that's horrific. Mm. That's a horrific goal to concede. Yeah. Um, very, I mean. and very
2: nervy atmosphere at Anfield today, especially when I went back to one all. Um, Jurgen Klopp is in front of the cop here now, um, screaming and shouting like he's just won the World Cup. Um, but that's a huge result for Liverpool. Um, similar to the Everton result as well when they got three points, uh, snatched three points from the jaws of a, a draw. That's four points now that they've gotten in, um, in late circumstances like that between that game and the Everton game. Still all to play for. Um, I'd imagine City will probably still be favourites, but it's going to be an intriguing run. Um, for Liverpool
3: yeah Liverpool is in uh, only one all season but they're kind of stuttering over the line in a lot of games um, well they're
2: winning by not playing well and that's always good yeah but
3: I ok if you win the title you don't care how you win the mm. title but you, you want to be playing well they're, they've been a small bit
2: underwhelming uh,
3: I guess for a bit of I know can take
2: three points over a day as opposed to playing well and uh, not getting on the uh, not getting all three points but they're next up against Southampton now on uh, Friday night at 8 o'clock kick-off for that we'll have a, a title party
3: if Liverpool win no. I think in the studio Well,
2: that was one if they don't <laughs> alright we're going to take a break when we come back on to talk Castlehaven we're going to hear from Nemo Rangers and uh, we we'll have plenty more besides as well Thank you for joining us on this Sunday evening, fantastically bright Sunday evening as well after the hour went forward, threw me for a loop this morning but it's great to see the sun out at this hour and happy Mammy's Day as well to all the mammies out there, all the nanas out there Uh, especially uh, to to my own mum so happy Mother's Day mum and to my wife as well for for mother of our two kids Very
3: sweet Uh, Uh, There's lots of uh, controversy on Twitter, I don't know if you've seen this about Tom Parsons after the Kerry Mayo game Um, he was refused entry onto the pitch by the Stewart's what? No, he wasn't decked out in Kerry gear. He's obviously been trying to get back from a very serious injury last season. In it the case the stewards just didn't recognise him? Uh, he, they didn't look like they recognised him. To be honest with you, I didn't recognise him for a minute or two either. He's a baseball
2: um, cap on. He's not
3: wearing Mayo gear. Um, and uh, no, the Mayo players were trying to tell the lads, you know, he's one of the players mm. um, but at the same time maybe he should have been in the dugout if that was the case uh, but yeah anyway, they wouldn't even so they're getting a bit of a pace in on, on well,
2: Archie's Vescal tweeted to say it should be made clear that Tom Parsons was not trying to get on the pitch his Mayo teammates saw him and were trying to get him to come and then join them in the celebrations the players were clearly telling the stewards he was an injured player yeah
3: just interesting anyway. but uh, yeah they're, they're very strict
2: small mm. bit of common sense full time yeah. report from Anfield Shane Pennington Two, Tottenham 1, it could be a title-defining moment
7: this for Jürgen Klopp's side
4: as a own goal from Toby Alderweireld in injury time sent the host back to the top of the league. Roberto Firmino had earlier headed Liverpool in front but Lucas Moura equalised in second half and it looked like he was going to end Old Square until that dramatic Lake own goal rescued Jürgen Klopp's men to send Anfield into raptures.
2: Liverpool 2, Tottenham 1. Right, more on the senior football championship going to hear now from uh, Castlehaven they're out against for my next Sunday in Brinning. Uh, gonna hear now from our player Mark Collins will be landing up for the Haven.
8: Yeah, playing for my which will probably be a tough test, you know, um, Premier Intermediate Champions and coming up to senior in kind of a aggressive wave and plenty plenty of confidence. Um, I saw them in here in the, um, the County TV Intermediate final last year and they were very impressive. Good running athletic team, so you know we'll have to be well up for it. But uh, preparations have been going well enough um with a new manager in a Mike O'Brien and you know it's been very positive so far. So really looking forward to getting started now. Uh, I suppose he wants to drive on after
3: last year's disappointment um, I guess and with the new manager there's a bit of impetus I suppose fellas trying to impress him
8: Yeah exactly you know um, obviously the way last year ended was a disappointment but we got plenty of games together and you know it was super for the younger fellas to get such um, such uh, exposure to big games um, and you know there was plenty of positives to take from last year so I tried to build on that and that was the main thing uh, Any newbies into the, the panel on your retirements? Um, no we've no retirements um, obviously we'll have a couple of young fellas trying to break on um, with we Andrew Welton there who was involved with the Cork Miners last year and uh, Kevin O'Donovan as well and a good young player coming forward so you know, hopefully they might be able to break in and make a bit of a difference um, uh, Look uh,
3: you're involved in Cork and uh, Castle Evan and a few other fellows involved in Cork how does that or does it even affect you at all as a, as a club I suppose because you'd miss league games naturally um, but is it hard then going back in for a championship game
8: Yeah like uh, it's very easy to get, to get back in there and mix. Straight away, you know, because we're we're a close enough bunch. But you know, it's it's obviously hard when you don't get many games together or whatever. And you know, I think that kind of showed a small bit last year. uh, The first game against C A T, we were haunted to get out of it after the break with the Cork players. Um, But you know, if you can get if you can get game time together, things improve fast. And look, uh, finally, Mark. we're just touching
3: the, the whole club county thing, but playing championship with your club is, is where you want to
8: be as well. Yeah, exactly. Can't wait to get to get back in there now. Um you know it's uh, obviously as I said we have a new manager and everything is fresh below, so really looking forward to the, the next couple of weeks in the game against Fermai
2: yeah they're talking that was Mark Collins they're talking to Kiran ahead of uh, Castlehaven's opener against Staffmoy in Brinny next Sunday quarter 2-4 the throwing time for that one that's a double header with Donneys and St. Nick's with Bishopstown and Douglas going head to head in Porky Rin. so a busy afternoon or a busy weekend I should say of Senior Football Championship ahead next week next up, we're going to hear from uh, Nemo Rangers they out against Valley Rovers next Saturday night in Porky Rin. and I'm going to hear from uh, Harry Cripps the selector talking about a disappointing 2018 and hoping to go much better this year.
9: We're playing Valleys next Saturday, um, and you know we've, we've had a lot of tough matches with, with, with Valleys over the years. We've played them under, under 21 a couple of times, and really, really tight matches, so we're looking forward to it, uh, we're preparing hard for it, and hopefully we'll come out on the right side of the result.
3: Uh, last year, disappointing into Championship, um, down in Dunmanway, I suppose, You'd want to fix that this year and drive on a bit.
9: Absolutely, um, very disappointing. On the day, we've looked back at it, um, we've analysed it, and we've taken some learnings from it for sure. Um, you know, in the first half, and the first half of the game last year against Castlehaven, we were in at half time three pints down. Uh, the fact that it was three pints to nil was probably a bigger thing than being three pints down. If it was eight pints to five or nine points to six. It's a different sort of a mindset. So, and even at half time, we were we felt we were still well in the game. But to be fair to Castlehaven, they defended very well. They, they they know their system very well. Um, they got a they got a couple of scores in the break, and it was an uphill battle for us after that. So we are looking looking back in that game, taking the learning from it, and hopefully applying to them this year. And we're looking forward to this year.
3: Um, how have preparations been going so far with the league and everything?
9: Yeah, um, you know we we've play. We've had four games: one, two. And last two, um, obviously we have a couple of guys involved in the cork panel, and that yeah. you know makes us weak enough at times in games. But we, you know, it's also an opportunity for the guys to come in um, and stake a claim for places. We won the under twenty one championship last year, and we brought, brought a number of those guys through. So hopefully they'll be challenging for for places this year. It's all about competition.
3: I was going to say that um, young players coming in it will drive on maybe the not the old lads, but the older lads who've been around there who might have lazy is the wrong word but you know they, they might have been comfortable maybe is uh, the right word and now they have this young batch of players coming in that, are, are, that drives on both sets because uh, obviously the under 21s and so on you know,
9: want to get on the team and the older lads want to as well There you go and competition is what it's all about uh, the more competition you have the better it is the more intense training is the more energy there it is um, I'd have to say in fairness to, the, to the, the bunch of players that we have old or young their 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 dedication and their application is second to none. They they train very very hard. They work very hard together. Um, and you know, as long as our minor teams and under twenty one teams are competitive, we can bring some of those players through. That's only all good. Um, look, you have the the
3: couple of days uh, left, I suppose, up to the the championship. Um, how has it been without the? The Cork players, I imagine it's been it's difficult when you don't have them. You only have them the day of the championship. Then they're gone again. Then with Cork and that,
9: yeah, for sure it's difficult. Um, the we have five guys on the on the Cork panel, um, and they're 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 missing for quite a bit. I suppose the good thing is that they're training and they're training very hard with Cork. They come back into us. Um, we had them for a few weeks and they're gone again. So it is difficult, um, but as I say, it also then that also gives an opportunity for other guys to get game time that might not necessarily get. It uh, gives them a chance to stake a claim for a place in the championship, and that's only all good, good news for us, you know. As
2: yes, the more Rangers selector Harry Cripps, they're looking to uh, improve on uh, 2018. And uh, they are out against Valleys uh, next uh, weekend in the first round of the Senior Football Championship. You'll have more Senior Football Championship audio a little bit later on in the show as well. Going to change tack a little bit, talk MMA now because going to hear from a young Cork fighter, up and coming fighter, uh, Pally Han from SPG Cork City, who was crowned the Cage Legacy Featherweight Champion uh, up in Dublin last week. And uh, he's going to go from strength to strength in his uh, career. So I talked to Pally about that win, about his uh, upcoming Cage Legacy bout in Netchin Stadium. And April thirteenth and uh, turning pro, plenty more besides as well. The Cage Legacy Featherweight Champion. First off, pa, how does it hear? How does it feel when you when you hear that being said out loud? Featherweight Champion. Unreal. I'm
4: only getting used to it now. Like you know, mm. but uh, feels feels fitting. Fitting.
2: Yeah. This is like Did you always have in your mind that you were going to be a champion That you were always going to get to the top 100%, yeah, yeah. yeah, Talk to me when we'll you get on to the, the Cage Legacy fight in a minute And you're fighting uh, Neptune in a couple of weeks Tell us how you got started in mixed martial arts And what was it that kept you in the sport
4: Well I started off in boxing a few well years ago when I was, when I was young But um, my club closed down for the summer a couple of years ago mm. And I didn't want to do nothing you know So I yeah. went down to SPG I was always interested in MMA so uh me and my brother went down to SPG and I just did one session and I just fell in love what with it. When was this? This was
2: summer two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. So you've gone from starting out a s an MMA novice two years ago to becoming a champion in a massive organization in a very yeah. quick time. I mean like um obviously you have the boxing background which is a massive <laughs> advantage to MMA. Yeah, yeah. I love boxing. It's it's I I hope to go back to boxing definitely one day as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you obviously feel like it gave you an advantage in the in the cage? But that that extensive boxing background when you started off fighting, definitely, 100. Yeah. Like some people will come in with um,
4: with different backgrounds, and I think boxing is probably one of the, one of the best to come in with. You know, yeah. Um, and how do you feel your style adapted into MMA? Did you have to do much? It was it was it took a while, but I kind of I fell in love with Jiu-Jitsu right away. You know, a lot of people wouldn't really they wouldn't they wouldn't get so obsessed with it if they yeah. came come in from boxing. A lot of people come in, and they just try and stay on their feet all the time but uh, I came in and I just I fell in love with jiu-jitsu yeah. so I'm comfortable on the ground I'm, I I love wrestling too I've, I'm comfortable there I've improved there a lot over the last year
2: I'd say mm. so, so you got kind of addicted to jiu-jitsu so yeah. it happens to a lot of people doesn't it mm. <laughs> Barry's nodding his head in the background there yeah. it just happens it just kind of clicks and it's obviously that's what happened with you yeah um, tell us then I mean like obviously how, how many fights have you had so far uh, amateur MMA I've mm. had I'd say about I'd say at this stage oh. eight or nine? Eight or yeah. nine. I mean like how does the like your first MMA fight say, so how did that experience compared to like your boxing fights? My first MMA
4: fight was one of the best moments of my life I'd say, yeah, yeah, it was unreal. Uh it was in Neptune Stadium. It was only a couple of months after I started training, you know. And oh. uh it was in front of all my friends were there, everyone was there and we I went out went out and uh I finally I stopped around the first round with boxing and <laughs> Then I went to they had a huge party afterwards, it was unreal. That's,
2: and that was that the moment you kinda of said, Right, this is a, this yeah. is this is it for me? <laughs> um and obviously then you're you're following fights then, I mean, like what's your record now at the moment? Um I actually don't know at this stage. It's I've got more losses
4: than wins, but um But that's what happens in the amateurs, it's not yeah, getting experience isn't about. It? Like I fought I fought people heavier than me much older than me much much more experienced than me but uh, every time I lose I come back better uh-huh. you know how did the cage um, legacy title fight come about then I I won bronze at the European championships and the world championships so when I came back to Ireland that kind of I suppose that kind of gave me a big enough name you know uh-huh. and um, I I just came back and there was the the previous champion he turn, he's turning pro on the April 13th card as well actually uh-huh. So the, the the title was vacant, so we both just got the fight, I suppose. That's, it just happened, like we were the two biggest names. Yeah, who who was who was it you fought that night? Um, Mikey Byrne is his name, from yeah. D24, SPG. Now, how did that fight go? Tell us about it. So the first round, he kind of came out. Um, he, Obviously now he was the
2: big hometown favourite he here, so yeah. you, were, you were going into the Lions then here as
4: well. Yeah, I loved it, I actually loved it, I loved it. All the crowd, get like me, booed yeah. coming, yeah, up and all that. coming out, yeah. out, singing and dancing. I loved it. Yeah, it was some. Didn't crack. affect it at all, at all. Not at all. no, no. But um, so I came out in the first round, and he kind of he wrestled me. He he just kept pushing me up against the cage and and controlling me. He didn't land many any big strikes really. He landed one hit kick. That was about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second round I came out, uh, and I just dominated from there on. I got a. I landed strikes on my feet, and I took them down a
2: good few times as well,
4: just to show I can wrestle. Yeah.
2: So That's the confidence coming yeah. out you then, at that stage. Yeah. What was the feeling like then, like getting your hand raised, getting the belt put around your waist? It was unreal. I loved
4: it, yeah. It was just like, I was visualising it, you know, for weeks weeks before, getting, getting it put around my waist. Like, uh, So it was just good, good to get it. Yeah,
2: because I met you last Sunday at the Winter Warrior finale, yeah. and you were almost like a celebrity getting photographs yeah. taken with everyone yeah. that night yeah I love it I love all the attention <laughs> happy days so you're fighting now April 13th in April 13th, Neptune yeah.
4: is that Cage Legacy again or is it yeah Cage Legacy they're doing a joint promotion with uh, Celtic Gladiator I think it mm-hmm. is and um, who are you fighting that now his name is John Byrne he's not related to Mikey Byrne at all, but uh but <laughs> he yeah he's from SPG Concord so he'd be training under jo- John Cavanaugh mm-hmm. so um, it'll be a good fight he's a lot older a lot could good bit heavier than me Stepping up two weight classes to fight him, yeah. But um,
2: burger so for the next couple of weeks, is it? For, yeah, it'll, but uh, it'll be worth it to have two belts. It'll be unreal. Mm, and you, you, don't, you don't have any bother fighting like two weights out of your weight class, like it's not something. That's, no,
4: I've done it. I've done it before. Like I've fought heavier people many times. I don't really. It doesn't really matter at amateur, you know. Yeah, it's just fucking it experiencing. But um, yeah, a pro would make a difference because you kind of mm. need to be at your. It's you know inches every inch counts at pro, mm. you know, because everyone's so good. But at Amateur, you can afford to kind of mess around with
2: it a bit. And having it in Cork, all your family, all your friends behind you, that atmosphere in Neptune Stadium is always incredible for nights like this. Yeah,
4: that'll be unreal. Because my family never, ever get to come to any of my fights. They're always up in Dublin or Northern Ireland or in Romania or wherever, you know, all over the place. Yeah. So it'll be good to have them all there. So it'll be a big one, so. Yeah, big one.
2: I mean like what are your friends reaction to this I mean like obviously you're taking this martial arts training very very seriously and for them to see you win a title is a kind of like whoa look at what Baz's doing
4: yeah it's brilliant because I kind of when I started MMA and I got so addicted to it I kind of fell out with all my friends from school that you know that kind of just go out and they go out drinking every weekend and they go out you know doing whatever every weekend so I kind of every weekend they'd go do that and I'd go train and we just kind of slowly started parting you know and I just became great friends with everyone in the gym so now all my friends are training as well so it, it makes it easier you know when I'm in camp they don't mm. want to go out drinking they kind of push me towards training
2: I suppose yeah. when you're surrounded by like minded people it yeah, makes it a lot everyone, easier like,
4: all, like, everyone wants the best for me in that group and you know we all want the best for each other so it's a very close family from. up there in SPG it is, isn't yeah,
2: yeah it's brilliant I love it and you're you're turning out some very high level competitors, I mean, like with Ryan's plan in here a couple of weeks back, who's done incredible things, and mm-hmm. some incredible fighters coming down the line as well.
4: Yeah, like uh, especially um, my training partner Connor Toomey. Mm. He he's <laughs> an absolute beast. So he um, he's gonna be kind of breaking through in the next two, year or two, I'd mm. say. So he's a big name to be look out for.
2: He's the one who gets me ready for all my fights. You know, mm-hmm. my main inspiring partner. And what's your long-term plan? I mean, like I know you said at the start, you want to go back boxing eventually, but I mean, like long-term MMA is a turning pro, trying to get onto Bellator, that kind of thing.
4: One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another, I'd say if I do another two years amateur, maybe I could go pro sooner. But mm-hmm. so I think maybe two years, and I'll be ready. I'll be ready to go pro. I'll have a big name. I'll have a lot of titles. I'll have hopefully a lot of experience as well. A lot of experience. Yeah, I'll have a a world championship. A world medal. I'll have a European medal. I'll have just a big name going into pro, which makes makes it easier for me to get a better contract and make more money for myself. Mm,
2: having someone like Barry there behind you as well kind of yeah, helps as well.
4: Especially, yeah, Barry's very good. He's getting like he got me this interview. I wouldn't have had any of this if it wasn't for Barry. You know, mm. so it's good. It's really good to have someone like that on on my side. So early you know to kind of build my, my name up mm.
2: Alright Pat it's been a, a pleasure talking to you man and uh, thanks very much for coming in. congratulations on uh, winning the belt last week and uh, best luck on the 13th Thanks very much Yeah it's Paul Leehan from SPG Cork here, remember his name folks he is going all the way to the top Now the Joanna Reardon podcast which we uh, launched here uh, a couple of weeks back is now up as far as episode 3 in it Joanne is chatting to uh, Neave McCarthy the uh, Paralympic uh, discus thrower and uh, medalist and uh, part one of the podcast is available now on redextra.ie it's also available on Apple Podcasts it's available on Spotify so go download that it's an excellent chat what we're going to do now is we're going to preview Friday's episode it's the second part of uh, Joanne's chat uh, with me
10: my best slash worst event of like all time was uh, in Leitrim I don't know if you know this they do a silage festival so they basically make like bales of silage <laughs> and uh, this is clear city versus county here <laughs> and, and uh, they like make it into things so like one was like a Henry Hoover the other was like um, Superman and uh, one year they had one of me like bizarrely so I was like in like made of like bales of hay like all stacked together and they had like the wheels and everything and of course like as I said to my dad like how could I possibly have said no when all that effort was put in but like here I am 8 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday getting into the car driving up to from. like there comes a time where you have to be like stop like yes. just, just like no please
7: oh wow Yeah, I wouldn't, that sounds like a good crack to be honest I wouldn't mind it being made outside. <laughs> if any lead from people are listening for the Silish Festival McCarthy, yeah, yes, character yeah. yeah, you'll be there
10: it's a good night I'm not going to lie uh, but if you're into like country music I'm not my mother is I think we heard Mike Denver about 600 times and uh, I was like Jesus lads was there any like kind of like camp like tunes like were you like 20, or 2016 did you have no. anything pump oh, up
7: not to I, no Like, yeah, me and Orla were roomies. And like we used to, there was some playlist out on Spotify at the time. And now, you know, like, sometimes they update playlists. But there was, like, an Ellie Goulding song and something else. I can't can't remember what they are now. But, like, we used to play Ellie Goulding, like, first thing in the morning. I would just be like, hi, Ellie. And, (laughs) and, like, that was the only kind of one that, like, we kind of associate. We had, it was nothing, like, kind of. Set up, but uh, yeah, like there's Some I suppose that kind of bring bring me back. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, I suppose we were ta- we were saying
10: earlier there about like lack of time. One thing you do have time for, and this is something I am highly fascinated in. <laughs>
7: You're skydiving. Yeah, like, what? Well, yeah. <laughs> like, see, before I got involved in all the throwing stuff, I was in college. Like I said, and when I went there. No to be honest I shouldn't have gone to college when I did I should have given it a year because I kind of I think in Ireland everybody kind of gets looped into like just going into college yeah yeah, yeah I think for some people that's probably very right bad but for some it probably isn't and when I went there like everybody's like oh clubs and societies like that's what make or break your kind of college you know years and I was like right okay and I was like I'll pick kind of two kind of weirder ones because like everybody kind of does the like, tennis or stuff like that. And I'm like no if you like it fair enough but I just wanted to be a bit out there I suppose Mm. and I picked trampolining because I was like who doesn't like trampoline (laughs) (laughs) and then I saw skydiving and I was like cheers I have a club for that." And I'd always kind of wanted to do one, and my dad was going to like pay for me to do a tandem for my birthday, because I think, yeah, I was 17 when I started college as well, which is <laughs> the other problem. But he was going to get me one for my 18th, and um, yeah, I found the club, and they were like, yeah, you can do a solo for your first one if you want, it's slightly cheaper, and I was like, yep, sign me up. So, I yeah, I, I actually, I did it a couple months before I turned 18, but uh, yeah, my first jump was a solo, <laughs> and it was great crack, like honestly, it was really good, because it's up in Offaly, the Irish Parachute Club, and like when you're up there, like in the unit it's a good two-hour drive, so you end up staying the weekend. Yeah. But it's just it's such a weird and wonderful place because everybody's like complete different walks of life. Like you like I made friends there that like, you know, are in their fifties or sixties. Like a bit of everyone like. And it was just kind of a great social thing. And it was just nice to get away for the weekend as well, you know? And I just loved it and just it's it's been wonderful. And like I did I, I think I'm up to about a hundred and 15, 28 jumps at this point what? yeah I know <laughs> but uh, I suppose it's slowed down a bit since I've started throwing and everything because obviously I don't want to be jumping out playing the week 4 of a major championship
2: yeah it's Joanne O'Riordan uh, talking to uh, Neave McCarthy there so for more from that episode check out the Joanne O'Riordan podcast part 1 is online now redextra.ie and it's a really, really interesting chat with Neve. That was a sneak preview for episode two, which is out, or part two, of the uh, Neve McCarthy interview, which is out on Friday at noon. So be sure and subscribe to the Joanne O'Riordan podcast on uh, redfm.ie, redextra.ie, and you can get it on Spotify, and you can get it on Apple uh, Podcasts as well alright we're going to talk uh, Senior Football Championship again just before we wrap up and uh, loads of big games happening next weekend and uh, as we mentioned St. Finbar is the county champions taking on Clyder Rovers uh, next Saturday evening at Porky Rin. Uh, 5.45 the throw on time for that one we heard from the bars earlier and we're going to hear from over Rovers going to hear from their manager Martin Crummy.
1: yeah um, as the lads were saying to me it's the third time in a row now they've drawn the county champions so it's such the, the luck of the draw but look no matter who you get in the first round that is the main focus no matter what the team is so you plan as you would for the bars as you would for any other team so training has been going really well there's a fierce positive mood in the camp um, as I say it's my first year with Clyda, so was just getting to know the personalities and the, the kind of personnel within the, the club and the, the tactics of what they're used to playing and maybe changing things slightly and I suppose trying to embed that into the team and maybe a bit of a culture change as well trying to get fitness levels up and maybe the, the standards improve within the club looking at diet, nutrition, looking at weight programmes so some of these lads I suppose, don't know what's headed with, with me coming in but um, it's a bit of a change for them and hopefully over the next uh, six months or so we can, we can change that and improve on things. Uh, you mentioned
3: changing things up, uh, Clyde. Probably known as a, a defensive team the last few years, I suppose, just with the, the various coaches they've had. Uh, is that something you're
1: looking to, to change up? Yeah, look. I suppose the main focus, if you kind of look at results from last year, is that they they were leaking a lot of goals. So we've we've kind of put structures in place now just to eliminate. It. Look, if any teams are scoring a lot of goals against you, then you're you're kind of you're you're dead from the start. So um, we have a defense. Infrastructure. structure no, there's kind of uh, we're working hard on, on tactics but I suppose the way I want to play is that the fitness levels have to be very high so that's going to take a bit of time from uh, it's going to take longer than, than what we have now coming into April but look it's it's, it's a bit of a challenge and the lads are, are working hard they know what they have to do now they've they've seen the type of style that they want to play and they know that everyone has a role and responsibility and they must be fit at senior football so they need to get up to that level We mentioned they uh, are playing the Bears in the first round
3: and the to mention that Clyde have have just had the bad luck of getting the the county champions from the previous year for the last two or three years does that ever like when the draw happens or the lads like
1: you know it's not again yeah actually um, we just finished training and the the draw came through and we were actually in the circle just kind of arranging for the the following session and the the vibe was great no better time to get them in in the first round so it was actually the reverse that the, the lads were looking forward to the challenge I suppose with a new management team in place new fitness regime different tactics I suppose they're, they're looking forward to a challenge just to see where they are I suppose they're going to use it as a, as a marker for the next round and uh, look we'll give it everything against the bars see where we are and then if not we refocus again regroup and we look for the next round then uh, It's your first year with Clyde but you'd
3: know a good bit about them um, obviously you're not people listening to this you're not from uh, North Cork but uh, you are a Kilvullen man uh, you've been coaching around for a while you've been with Do as well for a number of years um, were you, like when you were approached to take over Clyde like, was it something you were excited about because obviously you'd know the, the team and the,
1: and the players from seeing them down through the years yeah absolutely I'd been to watch Clyde a number of times like I don't think the lads within Clyde would have known me that well because obviously they were never involved with the avenue set up so I had been to watch them a number of times in matches just in general my interest in, in GEA um, so I knew a lot of the players more than what they would have known me uh, obviously it was the likes of Ray Carey, Podig and there's a all Ireland win middletists in, in that group and there's, they're very much still the, the vocal point of the club um, great men and there's there's great guys around them so um, look it's a great club I've been welcomed with open arms I, I can't ask for any more so it's a, it's a matter of as, as a group I suppose improving all in different areas I suppose, as, as I mentioned, in the fitness level, tactics, even going into this kind of nutritional stuff, and really kind of adapting and changing the culture, especially the young lads coming through. And that's just not Clyde. That's, I suppose, any team that you're involved in is that these young lads coming through sometimes uh, don't realise what it takes to be senior football. And when I mean senior football, is that you just don't take it for granted, and that you want to improve and try and get into hit the quarterfinals, kind of semi-finals every year. So it takes a lot of work, a lot of effort, the consistency in, in the big. Clubs every year is that they're able to do it year in, year out. Um, but these guys are serious operators, and if Clyde want to compete in the future, then we need to get up to that standard.
3: Um, you mentioned young players. Is there many new young players in any retirements? Maybe one young player is, um, I suppose, an exciting prospect. He's been involved with
1: Cork, Conor Corbett. But is there is there many new lads in the, the panel and many gone? There's three or four minors coming through this year, and I, I suppose it's their, obviously the first time playing senior football. Um, I'm very excited over the the prospect of these guys breaking on the team and we really do push them to try and get the older lads off the team so that's a bit of a competition in-house between ourselves Um, as you mentioned Conor Corbett he's a class act again coming in so look the mix of the, the young and the old next year there's a lot of guys kind of that have been there a while now and these guys want to keep improving themselves as well so combine that all together I'd hope over the next kind of six months to a year that there's a big progression now within Clyde and they really do drive to, to start getting these quarterfinals that's where we want to go That's yes, Matt Crummy there the manager of Clyde Rovers as
2: they prepare for the start of the senior football championship next weekend um, for round one proper, um, Valley Rovers taking on Nemo Rangers next, uh, Saturday night. That's part of a doubleheader with that same Finbars and Clever Rovers game. And then you've got a and Donovan Ross and next Saturday, Newstown and Clonakilty. Uh, St. Nick's uh, is on Sunday in Brinny along with Castlehaven from my bishoptown and Douglas is on in Perky and Malo Kish came getting things underway on Friday night in Glantan uh, everyone is going to be gunning for the bars this year Claire. they've got a big target painted on their backs
3: yeah certainly um, and like you heard uh, Martin mentioned there Clyde Rovers probably happy to get them in the, the first round Best mm. nice place to catch a, a team on the hop um, but it's going to be a very exciting championship some nice uh, draws there as well um, and sure look we'll, we'll be there as well at uh, the game so yeah really looking forward to the, the county championship this year and some of the ties and uh, see if the bars can drive on from
2: last year after waiting so so long yeah. to get their hands on the title you know yeah it's a, a cracking uh, weekend of senior football championship action ahead we'll have all the best reaction of course right here on the big red bench we are out of time thank you very much indeed for tuning into our show this evening our podcast will be available shortly after the show on red Extra.ie, apple Podcasts, on spotify as well so enjoy the rest of uh, this sunday enjoy the rest of the sunshine this evening it's nice finishing mark with the sun shining for a change um, so enjoy the rest of the sun, enjoy the rest of your mother's day. We're back next Saturday from six PM. Follow us on Twitter at Big Red Bench. Alan Donovan's up next with green on red. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday game. The Big Red Bench. G-1. Saturday and
3: Sunday from six PM